0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. This episode is brought to you by my free mentoring group, Healthy Lifestyle Choices. For wellness information, inspiration, and mentoring from me, just search the group Healthy Lifestyle Choices with Brett Hill on Facebook. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and this week in wellness, a study conducted by the World Animal Protection, formerly the World Society for the Protection of Animals, has shown that over half of all beef and over a third of all salmon in Australian supermarkets harboured resistance to a range of antibiotics. The study, carried out by researchers at Monash University in Melbourne, looked at the levels of antibiotic resistance in the meat, as concerns were raised about its ability to jump between bacteria, jump to humans, and even pass into the water and contaminate the environment. Associate Professor Chris Greening from Monash University said, It's a concern. The levels of antimicrobial resistance in these meats was much, much more than we were expecting. He went on to say that he can't really conclude exactly how the antimicrobial resistance in these meats was acquired, and that what Australia desperately needs is basically an integrated surveillance system for both antimicrobial usage as well as antimicrobial resistance levels. We also need to be looking at animal health. We need to be looking at food. We need to be looking at the environment, he said. Whilst Coles, Woolworths and Aldi declined to be interviewed, Woolworths did say in a statement that they take food safety seriously and rely on the expert guidance of national authorities who set science-based regulations for the livestock industry and edible medicine. Trust the science, they said. The Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment says that the study's findings are not reflective of current antimicrobial usage practices in Australia's beef or salmon industry, which is an interesting statement. Peter Collignon an infectious disease physician and microbiologist at the Canberra Hospital says that as the projections go for the future, they're talking about millions of extra people dying per year because antibiotics don't work. It just shows why we have to be very careful with the volumes of antibiotics we allow to be used, the types that are used, and how we let it spread. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion is that, first of all, I'm always wary of studies funded by interest groups like this. You know, whilst animal protection is not a vegan group per se, they're certainly in favour of the reduction of animal consumption. And as a result, there, there is likely to be some bias in the way this research is done, or at least there's the possibility of there being some bias or even just perceived bias in the way this study was done. So I think we do need to be mindful of that when we're looking at the results of this study. However, the the results of this study also, I think, back up what we've seen reported in many other spaces, what's been reported for many years, in fact, probably many decades, in terms of the rise of antimicrobial resistance. So I, I think that it makes sense. I think there is work to be done here. I think that despite the fact this may have been done by a group With potentially an agenda here, I think what they're pointing out is actually most likely scientific fact is that there is a rise of antimicrobial resistance in our animal products. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to stop eating meat, but it does mean that we need to look at how we're producing the meat, how we're farming, what practices we're using, where we're shopping, what we're choosing to buy when it comes to animal products. You know, What are we encouraging producers to do and to use by using our wallets? Um, I think it's interesting that the Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment says that the findings are not reflective of the antimicrobial usage practices. That's really interesting. You know, that that seems to be a bit of a denial of the facts, you know, that they seem to be misunderstanding what the science is showing, or suggesting that perhaps this science isn't a reflection of what's going on. What it doesn't show, I guess, is an ability to be curious about this. You know, they're not suggesting that they want to look into it further. They're not suggesting that They want to look at how the study was done or what was done or perhaps whether the practices can be changed or done better. They are just saying, well, we don't think this reflects what's going on in the field. And so I think if what they think is going on in the field is not matching what's been shown in the research, then that should be a good opportunity to go out and do some examination to see whether what they think is going on in the field. Is actually what's going on in the field. Of, are they actually the farming practices? Or is there some misinformation going on there around what is actually happening in these big feedlots particularly, but but also just in you know farms in general around Australia? how much antibiotics are being used, where are they being used, why are they being used, and how big an impact is that having on the end product of the meat that's getting to our supermarkets. So I think it's important that we don't just put our head in the sand. I think organic regenerative animal farming can be part of the solution not just the problem. I think that we can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, we know that meat is important for human health, that humans evolved eating meat, that there are lots of nutrients in there, particularly some of the great sources of amino acids, which you can get from vegetarian sources, but it's harder to get that full balance of those amino acids. There are certainly some fats in those animal products, which are very hard, if possible at all, to get from vegan sources. Uh, so I think that you know we need to be mindful of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We need, we need to be mindful of making sure that we're producing meat in a healthy way rather than just eradicating meat altogether. So I think we need to vote with our wallet when it comes to food quality. Uh, We need to vote when it comes to what we would like to see from our parliamentarians in terms of supporting organic agriculture, supporting regenerative farming, making sure that we're having appropriate studies done into the level of antimicrobial resistance, and making sure that we've got appropriate regulations in place to help minimize the amount of antibiotics that are being used and to ensure that the end consumer is making an informed choice when it comes to what they purchase so that they can adequately vote with their wallet. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash in wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com.